0: Hello hello everyone. this is Austin Schott, and welcome to the recovery 2.0 podcast. Uh, so glad to to make your acquaintance digitally here. Um, i uh, I've been in and out of <clears throat> a journey to sobriety and recovery and emotional health and uh, frankly towards... Spiritual transcendence, for lack of a, a better word, uh, uh, over the past ten or so years, um, I'm uh, I'm a drug addict and an alcoholic, um, and uh, I learned from a pretty early age that those kinds of substances helped me cope with the environment around me um uh, but more importantly they helped me cope with the feelings internally uh, the the sense of inadequacy um a confusion as to who i really was and you know why i exist why i'm here on this earth um and uh you know just a general sort of lack of confidence and purpose and sense of um, sense of real meaning and joy in life um, and so I turned to to things first, it was alcohol and then weed and, and then there was sort of a mixture of pills and party drugs and Um, with a long downward spiral uh, over the course of of years of experimentation that that led me to prescription opiates and eventually heroin. And, um, you know, that's a scary word for a lot of people. Um, But the reality is uh, what I'd like to share with, with anyone listening here today is that it is scary but it is by no means impossible to overcome to walk through and really to to lead a fulfilling and deep and purpose driven life uh you know maybe even more so following that kind of intense addiction I always like to tell my friends, you know, what are, what would be better? What would be worse, I should say, to have this you know, sort of blatant, terrifying uh, issue that everyone characterizes and judges, this, this heroin addiction uh, with all its stigma attached to that, but know that there's a solution and... Uh, in In dealing with this addiction and sort of the internal emotional states, right the underlying root of the problem, uh, learning about yourself, getting to know what you really uh, do love and enjoy and, and what what allows you to feel like you 're here for a reason, or to go through life being a self righteous asshole never knowing that it's actually a problem because it doesn't have these sort of obvious stigmas associated and these really ugly consequences like, you know, jail or, you know, bankruptcy, financial problems, taking out shitty lines of credit and, um, you know, in and out of trouble with the law, in and out of trouble with the... um, with your family, with your relationships, with your partners, romantic partners, friends, because you are an unreliable, selfish, junky asshole, um, at least when that's what you are, you know what to do and you can work on it. Whereas if you just go through life dealing with just being self-righteous or being full of anxiety or depression, you don't necessarily have the the overwhelming impetus and need to do something drastic and to change your life. And so uh, it's less likely that you'll find a meaningful, powerful solution. Um, and so I, I, I'll go ahead and tell you where I am right now because... Um, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want you to think that I'm trying to sell you on something I haven't experienced. Um, but I also think it's important uh hopefully some people listening to this will hear where I'm at right now and recognize uh, that you can do this. It's completely possible. So, I told you that I've been in and out of recovery for 10 years. Um today is my first day Back in recovery I've been using heroin and crack cocaine again for the past several months um, can't seem to string together any uh, real amount of clean time uh, unless I go out of town for a few days or something and detox um, <clears throat> And so that's, that's where I am today. I just arrived here. I'm in Alpine, Texas, which is near Big Bend National Park. Um, and I have rented out a little one, uh, you know, single studio hotel room style cabin uh, to spend the next few days uh, shaking and shivering and <clears throat> puking and doing all the miserable Things, especially you know, and for those of you who've walked through this before, it's it's the the mental aspect that's so much worse even than that physical aspect. It's this sense of impending doom, uh, like the world is about to end, and this feeling like uh, even though we know withdrawals physically will will essentially end in you know five days or something. Um, it's this sense that uh, you'll never feel okay again this this abject terror that nothing is going to be okay and um, and that's that's the journey that I'm about to embark upon again um, and and I can tell you that you know if we had talked six months ago you would be shocked uh, that somehow I ended up back here because I I was you know a year and a half sober uh had had really rebuilt um a beautiful life for myself and and this is a year and a half sober prior to that I had spent 4 months homeless uh, living in a stolen U-Haul van uh, and and driving it around using it as a getaway vehicle to do minor burglaries and and robberies and, and mainly boosting from, uh, from corporate chains and things and whatnot. Um, you know, living in, uh, properties that, that were vacant, breaking in windows, sleeping in closets to try to hide from property managers and and landlords. Um, that's where I was two years ago. And then I, I, got myself sobered up, went to a homeless detox facility, uh, and, and really began to work a program. Um, and some of you guys may be familiar. Those, those words are terrifying. This concept of 12 steps and what a cult and, you know, whatever that is, regardless by working it. Um, it it gave me a chance to shift my attitudes and perspectives, to to learn about myself and my flaws, and to uncover a solution that kept me sober. And, you know, I'm the kind of guy, I can't stay sober for a day. Um, From from my perspective, 24 hours is about the world record (laughs) to stay sober. Um, So for me to have have managed to build this wonderful life and not touch anything for a year and a half was surely a miracle and uh, surely demonstrated that something about the 12-step program was working in my life. Um, And I I can't blame the program for uh, allowing me to, to go back out and get high again. That was purely a consequence of me deciding to no longer prioritize and and focus on on that kind of lifestyle and allowing myself to slide back into complacency and and comfortability and um and start really believing that little thought in the back of my head that if I pick up and and get high it will it will be different it won't be that bad I'll manage it I'll just do it once or twice you know on the weekends um and and here we are months later uh with uh with all these wonderful things in my life falling apart because uh just trying to use once here and there on the weekends pretty rapidly devolved into uh, everyday nonstop inability to to put down the drugs to put down the dope I just couldn't do it um so I loaded up my car this morning early uh, last night was New Year's Eve Today is January 1st, 2021 It's my new sobriety date And uh, last night My girlfriend who I love And um, who I was starting to save for a ring Because I want to marry her I've never said those words before um, Of course there's no money in that account now Because I spent it all uh, But uh, y- you know <clears throat> she wouldn't even wouldn't even see me wouldn't even pick up the phone to talk to me on new year's eve and it just broke my heart um it was such a painful night so i got up this morning and i packed up my my dog and some clothes and drove 9 hours to you know at least separate myself a little bit from from the temptation of running down the street and picking up and um and here I am, so day one, uh, not feeling anything too negative yet, certainly walking through some anxiety, um, but, but more than anything right now, I'm, I'm walking in just a heap of shame and guilt and pain and self-pity, doubt the uh the thought you guys may recognize this one, the thought that my brain is is telling me right now is well, you already fucked everything up with this woman you love. you've got a promotion coming through at work, but you probably will fuck that up too, and you know your parents <clears throat> you had finally reestablished a relationship with them, and they're proud of you, but as soon as they find out what's going on. Uh, they're no longer going to gonna be proud of you. They're going to be disappointed, and they're going to revoke any sort of relationship and, and chance to, to build my future as, as part of a family again uh, as soon as they find out how poorly I'm actually doing. So <clears throat> here I am in this room checking in day one. Um and i i am miserable and i'm sad but but i have hope i know that uh if i if i really lock in and i do this thing and <clears throat> tomorrow day 2 day 3 if i pick up the phone and tell some people i'm struggling if i if i get on this and i record this to share this with with you guys out there um maybe it will give you some hope that you know we can walk through this together This is not an illness that that has to kill us. There is a solution. There is a way for us to um, be placed back into a position in our world where we can have meaningful relationships and we can contribute and care for the people we love. Or, you know, uh, instead of just putting putting dope ahead of all of our other priorities, there there is a way that we can achieve. Happiness in this world, and um, i I have so much to share with you guys about you know my experiences of of growing and, and learning in, in different stints of sobriety and and what it 's looked like for me to to relapse and, and have to come back and face it down all over again. this monster and uh, how grateful I am for the community of of men and and women uh, in in my life, you know, through through the connection of these programs that we all work because we have a, a common problem and and we share a solution that that seems to work for most of us if we throw ourselves into it. So, um, <clears throat> we can we can do a, a a deep dive into into some really interesting topics coming down the road. I'd love to share with you what it what it looks like to, you know, have some fun in sobriety. Uh, I've I've had more fun times in in my short stints of of sober time, than I ever had when I was hiding out alone, doing drugs by myself in the bedroom or the bathroom, because uh, I'm I'm lying and sneaking around when I'm doing that. I'm not connected with anyone in my life and. Um, that doesn't make for, for any really exciting memories unless you really want to look back to all the time you spent <coughs> hiding out in your bathroom. Um, it's, it's a pretty poor waste of time and, and a shitty way to show up in a relationship. So, um, so we'll talk about uh, how to have fun in sobriety. We'll talk about how to build relationships with people who, who aren't in recovery, uh, who maybe don't understand the the type of issue that we have and some some fun ways to talk about it that doesn't you know just invite judgment and and weirdness um I'm going to talk about about my relationship and I'm going to talk about my job because like you know like we always say um finance and romance are the two things that can distract us from uh really being solid in our sobriety, right? Pink and green are the two scariest colors for guys like me. Um, and, and that, too, to some extent, is, is what happened to me here during the coronavirus pandemic, uh, disconnected from a lot of my people and a lot of my groups and a lot of the, the structure and discipline I had in my life. Uh, I found myself leaning on and and relying on the way people viewed my performance at work and whether I was going to get a raise. You know, money became, you know, sort of all-consuming, you know, fear-driven concept. Um, (sighs) Same thing with with Morgan, the woman of my dreams. I I love her, and she's such a blessing. I don't deserve her, but uh, the thing that kills me is is I, I kill myself. I beat myself up because I'm worried that, maybe the truth won't be good enough. And so I, I catch myself uh, manipulating and, and lying and, and doing these things that are out of integrity and actually break down and, and harm our relationship uh, when, uh, when really all I need to do is, is be honest and, and admit with some humility the, the weakness and the struggle that, that I'm having and, and trust her uh, to, to be adult enough to, you know, manage how she wants to handle the relationship in light of the truth, right? Instead of trying to hold her hostage with half-truths and false promises. So um, that's just a, a few things that uh, that we can dig into. But, you know, for now, uh, we'll do a little day-by-day walkthrough of how the body's responding how the emotions are, are looking, what's working, what's helping. Because um, I want to remind you guys that, that you're not alone. You can do this. Uh, day two or day three of, of kicking Dope is it's just, you know, the worst day of your life, basically. But uh, I, I have to say it out loud just to remind myself because I know I'm coming up on it in 72 hours. And the thing I have to remember is, hey, you know, once we get to 96 hours out from last use, start feeling way better. And uh, another day or two after that, probably ought to hit the gym and start stretching the old muscles and using the body for the first time in a while. And uh, feel some emotions, you know, cry and laugh. And don't just be numb to the world because that's, that's generally what I'm doing when I'm putting dope in my body, so. um so much to talk about day one today uh scared sad hurt um and afraid you know that's that's where i am right now but uh but again i've got hope because i know that i can stay sober if i if i follow the guidance of other guys in this this 12-step program if i uh, stay connected with these guys. If I'm honest with people about where I am and, and how I'm doing, then, um, then I'm going to be able to, uh, to succeed as long as I stay connected and I'm going to be able to get through this. I'm going to be able to have a great life on the other side. Um, you know whether or not I can restore things the the way I want with with Morgan or, or with my parents is yet to be seen but um, but if I prioritize and I am humble and I grow, then no matter what the result uh, looks like with different relationships and people in my life, it will be the one that uh, that's meant to be as long as i 'm taking the honest true steps and, and doing the best I can with, with what I've got. And so um, that's enough for, for day one. Guys, you can do this. Um, we can get through this. We can kick. We can we can get into this work. We can get to know each other. We can get to know ourselves. We can dig in. We can grow as, as humans on this earth. We can start to feel connected to, to a purpose and, and a, a rhythm of the universe out there that just seems divine and, and magical and powerful. And, and let's tap into that. Let's bring that into our lives. Um, cause that, that's what's worked for me in the past. And, and I fully know without shadow of a doubt that it's going to work for me again, right here, right now. um, so I'll check in every day and, and we'll talk about how it's going. And, and Then we'll get to the fun stuff, man. Then we'll talk about how to live life once the drugs are gone. That's That's the real key. Cool. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in.